This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast. My name is DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect, and I have the very lovely, talented... And seated Ann Christensen. Because, I mean, a seat, get it? Okay. We still got to work on that. Like, I've, I've been trying to. I know. You're trying you. so hard, and I'm working every. I'm doing everything that I can possibly do to against you. <laughs> Let's kick it off with uh, Celesta. You know, they've been around. Are they, they opened up early this year, right? Is that correct? They opened, uh, like, in the summer, early in the summer. And they took over the. Late spring. The, uh, the Thai place, right? Uh, it was Jeanne Fouquet, but yeah. before that, it was Abu. Abu. For, like, that, close to 30 years. Yeah. And so Celesta, the vegan restaurant, took over that space, is doing something special, a dinner series in honor of Abu's. Can, yeah. you, can you explain what's this all about? Well, you probably don't remember Abu's, Tariq. You're so there. young. You're just a child. Yeah. No, you weren't even here. Well, uh, no, yeah. So Celesta um, opened in the old Abu's, and their whole thing is, you know, vegetarian, vegan cuisine. And... Um, one of the things they have on the menu is the famous rosewater lemonade that was served at Abu's. They have that recipe. And um, Melanie talked to the the former owners of Abu's um, and said, you know, it'd be really fun if you would cook something here or come in and cook for us, you know. So um, so kicking off this, this new dinner series that Celesta is doing, the very first one is a dinner uh, with Abu's. And it's, it's going to be on November 25th, Sunday at 5.30. And um, it's going to be uh, a meal that's served family style that, that includes hummus and pita, tabbouleh, spinach pie, um, mujadara, which is a rice lentil pilaf, Lebanese okra, falafel, and um, for dessert, asafiri, which is, um, it's like a, it's a, it's a, they can do a savory style, but this would be sweet style filled pancake. Mm, sounds tasty. Yeah. And then, you know, for dessert, there's Arabic coffee or tea. Um, Abu's was, and Celesta is a pretty small restaurant. Mm-hmm. So tickets are really limited for this dinner. Um, so, you know, you're really going to have to jump on it and like scoop up, scoop up those tickets <laughs> as quickly as possible. And to do that, you can go on the Celesta website or call the restaurant directly. But this is kicking off a, a dinner series that um, the owner of Celesta told me, she said she would like to do maybe once a month or once every couple mm-hmm. months with a different theme. Okay. Um, this one just happens to be, um, you know, pay homage to the restaurant that was there. The original. Yeah. Okay. And a, a lot of people know it and have fond memories of it. Cool. Good. That's November 25th, 530. We'll post links over at RadioMilwaukee.org slash this place. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. Now we're back on this Bites Milwaukee's culinary podcast. I want to get into a, a guy, a, a food vendor, who we talked to about uh, several times. You wrote about it uh, on Milwaukee Magazine. There's also another story by another writer about uh, the owner of this business by the name of Funky Fresh Spring Rolls. Um, he's planning to uh, move or open up another location 
in the Sherman Phoenix, which opens up uh, at the end of this month. Uh, his name is Truman McGee, but uh, he has an event happening before that uh, new location called the Funky Fresh Fest. What's going on with that? Funky fo- f- Funky Fresh Fest. This is I. It's so difficult for me to say this. And you just look at me and laugh. That's that's the way I get treated around here. That yeah, that fresh fest when you, when you mess up. is happening on November 10th from 7 to 10 p.m. And the great thing about it is it's an all-you-can-eat spring roll buffet. He has never done this before. All-you-can-eat spring roll buffet. How many spring rolls is he going to have to make to feed all these people? I have no idea. But it's, it's a ticketed event. Mm-hmm. So he's got a link where you go on, you buy your ticket, and it's going to... Let you eat as many spring rolls as you can possibly eat, which I know is a, is a lot for you, Tariq. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just saying that. But um, his spring rolls are are delicious, mouthwateringly delicious. And unique, and unique flavors like sweet potato and black bean, buffalo chicken and kale, or bacon, tomato, avocado stuffed chicken club are some of the flavors. Yummy. Yeah. yeah. But I love his story because he started out in a totally different business. He was mm-hmm. a union um, sheet metal worker who lost his job, getting in shape at the same time. So he was kind of down on his luck, created a whole new profession for himself um, by experimenting with different recipes, deciding he was going to make a healthy spring roll and with healthy ingredients, mm-hmm. started selling them at farmer's markets that parlayed into a business of its own. Mm-hmm. So he's got his location at, at um, Grand, Grand Avenue. Avenue, and then he's going to be at um, the Sherman, Sherman Phoenix, Phoenix. Which is really cool. So I think he's a really inspiring guy. Mm-hmm. I love his spring rolls, and you can eat as many as you want uh, of them on, on November 10th, which Funky I believe fresh is tomorrow. Fast. Funky Fresh Fest. See? It's easy. I can't do that. So easy. No. Easy. It's really easy hard. Peasy. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> right? Isn't I, it? I'm a professional. I, I know. know. You're a professional speaker. I'm not. <laughs> um, so there's a really cool uh, little piece about him on MilwaukeeMagazine.com, like it's about his little story and stuff. But again, the Sherman Phoenix, again, opens on uh, later this month. And I just want to list some of the, the vendors, which are like some really cool vendors. Um, we mentioned Funky Fresh Spring Rolls, Next Level Vegan, Lush Popcorn. Some interesting stories about them popped up in my feed uh, early this week. Um, Syndic Cafe Juice and Coffee Purple Dough Ice Cream will have a little shop there Which is kind of cool um, There's Embody Yoga For those yoga, I've done yoga with uh, Embody Yoga Oh, that's the, the the Group that you did yoga with yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. you can go to Lindsay yeah. they're, they're, I'm sorry, to the Sherman Phoenix And do yoga again yeah, There's a pizza place called Sauce and Spice Pizza You can also get your chicken wings on with Buffalo Boss Chicken Wings, I saw them The guy of Buffalo Boss presents at Uh some kind of pitch event and hmm. uh, purchasing. I think he got some investments for that. And other um, businesses, clothing, yoga, wellness, but there's a lot of good, uh, interesting food vendors that'll be at the Sherman Phoenix opening at the end of this month. So, congratulations to the Sherman Phoenix and all the vendors. It looks like a great uh, place to be hanging out in the near future. Next, uh, we're going to talk about um, another cool vendor. That just happened to have a, uh, their fest uh, a couple weeks ago. Mazorka. They had a harvest fest. Yeah. Did but, you go to that harvest fest? No. No, okay. I was in bed. Sorry. I wanted right. to go, but I was just so tired. Um, but Mazorka is teaming up with Strange Town for an event. You Can you uh, elaborate yeah, on that? Yeah, it's a cooking class, which uh, sounds really cool because... 
I don't think um, they're going to. The Mazorka does very many cooking classes at all. No. Um, this one is on November 18th. It's held at Strange Town, which is a um, little plant-based restaurant on uh, Prospect Avenue, mm-hmm. uh, and. It's going to be a cooking lesson with Jesus from Mazorca Taco Truck, which is parked usually, what, on Pittsburgh and First? Yeah, Pittsburgh and First, right around the corner from here. Yep. And the owners of Strangetown, Andy and Mia, they're going to be assisting in this fun, casual class that is going to focus on plant-based vegan ways to make tacos, to fill tacos. And make uh, homemade Tortillas and well. homemade homemade tortillas, which I think are key to making really mm-hmm. good tacos. And I understand that these, um, you know, you can be a beginner, you could be a pro. Anyone could, you know, come to to this class and find something that they can apply at home or, or ways they can make tacos at home. Um, and so they're going to do s- delicious and simple fillings. And it's going to be a demo style class, so you're going to be able to sit there and kind of watch them and learn from mm-hmm. from how they do it. Um, and it's, uh, it's, I think that Strange Town is probably going to do more of these because they're calling it their Sunday series mm-hmm. of classes. Uh, but it's from 1.30 to 3.30 on Sunday, November 18th. And really, um, I, as far as cooking classes go, I know from experience getting into cooking classes can be, um, can be tough because they fill up really quickly once you hear about them. So this is one you, you, if you're interested, yeah. jump on it. Yeah. And the event is called, uh... Pretty Big World 3, Mexico. So, uh, it looks like a really cool collaboration. I might, I might actually have to... Yeah, you know, I'm seeing more interesting um, vegan tacos. And I mm-hmm. say that because, like, for instance, Celesta mm-hmm. has a taco plate, and they, they change it, like, almost every week, maybe even more than that, with just different really interesting mm. fillings. Um, always vegan and really delicious. Oh, cool. Next is... Uh, that food hall that's opening up on the east side called Crossroads wow. Collective. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there is a going to be a new vendor, and that food hall opens up in this month, right? It's supposed to open in November, yeah, which is um, is amazing. There's uh, apparently going to be eight food stands in Crossroads Collective. Um, among them are Laughing Taco, uh, which is um, Justin Carlisle's restaurant. He has another location over here on First Street. There's another business called Scratch Ice Cream, uh, another one called Pedro's South American Food. I know Pedro very well. Okay, good. And um, Frito, Frida, not Frito, Frida, which is a soup and sandwich restaurant named after Mexican artist Frida Kahlo. Mm. And the owners um, of that business are also the owners and the chef at Tess. The Eastside Restaurant Test, mm-hmm. which is on Bartlett, and the very um, the the most recent announcement for for a, another vendor is Falafel Guys. Now that um, is a is both a restaurant and a food truck. Yes. So the the restaurant is in uh, Thienesville, mm-hmm. and the food truck you'll see often yeah. at you know some events downtown, yeah. you know at the U.S. Bank Center, blah blah blah. And um, by the way, they have really good shawarma. And their hummus, and I'm thinking of this because I just had it recently, and also, I I think they get their pita like from Israel. Really? Yeah, it's a really good oh, pita, cool. and their hummus. I'm really particular about hummus. Like, you have to a sense me, of hummus, don't you? I have a sense of hummus. I like it when it has. I think when it has um, just a lot of sesame flavor, mm. not too much citric acid. It has to have some, obviously, mm. but. 
I like it when it's all, when it's really nutty mm. and it's really creamy, really smooth. And I love. Have you had my like black eyed pea hummus? I've never had that. That's You've really never good. made it for me. Yeah, I like it better than chickpea hummus. It was Michael Twitty that introduced me to that. Huh. And I think that the the pea has a little more flavor, and it complements the sesame and the and the lemon. And you have to use more lemon juice than chickpeas because the black eyed oh. peas just soak that stuff up. Interesting. So you'd be surprised, like you like put like a half a cup of lemon juice in there. You're like, ooh, and, and it the peas just. Do you like to puree it so it's really smooth, or do you I, like? I get it a little of, chunky. Uh -huh. I get. It, I don't. I like. I like chunky a little bit. So. Mm -hmm. I get I get organic can black eyed peas. That's I use his recipe. I add a lot. I probably add probably twice as much garlic than he does. I add smoked paprika, a little bit of uh, chili powder in the mines as well, and I add the tahini and, his, and the lemon juice and all that kind of and the oil mm -hmm. as traditionally doing. But I add a little little other spices in mine. And the black eyed pea, I just I think the comp the earthy flavor mm -hmm. of the black eyed pea really complements the other ingredients. And I think it's a brilliant way how he combined his Jewish heritage and his mm -hmm. African American heritage yeah, to create I a agree. unique dish. I think he's but really yeah. brilliant with that. Yeah. So anyway, sidetracked there, but I just remember my black eyed pea hummus. I used okay. to eat the whole. I, I make. I take two cans of it. I make it. And I eat it all day long. Wow, that's a it. lot of beans, Tariq. But it's you know it's my way of trying to be healthy. <laughs> you know, I feel like I feel good about yeah. it. You know, even though I eat it all, I'm like. Well, like, well, uh, I mean, hummus is a, is great mm -hmm. and it is healthy for yeah. you, but it's super. I, I love it because it's it's a perfect appetizer, mm -hmm. um, and it you can if you don't want to have pita chips or pita and you don't want vegetable, you can dip almost anything, yeah. or you could put Vegetables. it as a and you can make it a sandwich topping. Yeah. It has so many applications. So so anyway, that's one of the things that Falafel, do, Falafel Guys does really well. And that business is going to be one of the uh, one of the residents of the new food hall um, that's opening, you know, apparently this month on the east side. Cool. Which is right near the Cat Cafe, by the way. Meow. And the Oriental Theater. I'm seeing North Avenue is coming back. Coming it, back and, and a vengeance. Yeah. It's good. I'd like to see that. Um, finally... I want to talk to you about, I saw this really cool recipe on Milwaukee Magazine. It looked really cool. And Do you want to make it? I'll let you make it. It looks yeah, complicated. Sure. Um, and I, I want to talk to you about the, the, the reason behind that mm -hmm. recipe. Why, do you, why why is it on the website? And tell me the story behind it. And it has something to do with Juniper 61. And mm -hmm. can, you, can you elaborate? Yeah. Uh, there's a story in the uh, new issue of the magazine. That would be the November issue uh, where I talked to... Um, two, well, a couple, um, the husband is a chef. Um, his spouse is, um, she definitely is a wine expert and a, and a, a businesswoman in front of the house person together. They, they are Zachary and Sarah Baker and they were, um, the operating partners at Pizza Man okay. for a while, but both of them come with, you know, long, um, you know, uh, resumes in the food and beverage industry here. Married couple, and they are in the process of opening a new restaurant. And um, that restaurant is going to be called Ka Lucenza, or Lucenza, I'm not sure of the pronunciation, but it's going to be in the old Juniper 61. Um, it's going to be like a pasteria. They're going to make homemade pastas oh. and um, kind of heartier, homey Italian food, mm. um, Italian wines, but kind of in the realm of a neighborhoody. Italian yeah. place. Kind of have like the red checkerboard. I don't cloth. know if they're going to have that, <laughs> but I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect to see really 
um, fancy, fancy, mm-hmm. you need to wear a jacket Italian food. I don't think that's what they're going for here. And the, the location really lends itself to that kind of community feel, mm-hmm. which is what I think a lot well, of people it, loved about Juniper 61, yeah. which is on 61st and North. Yeah. Um, but uh, when I was, the sort of the premise of the story, though, was to talk about uh, Thanksgiving traditions. And, you know, we all have different traditions in our own families. And I think it's interesting to go to chefs because I think a lot of people assume um, that chefs um, either are going to do some really over the top like Thanksgiving yeah. for themselves um, or, you know, or maybe they're working so they're not going to have Thanksgiving, you know. I mean, you know, it's it's interesting because mm-hmm. we just we make a lot of assumptions, I think, about chefs in terms yeah. of what they eat when they're not working. But this couple right now, are, they're in the process of opening their own place. So he is not cooking yet. The restaurant is hopefully going to open by the end of the year. Um, but the interesting thing about them, they both come from um, families where everyone's kind of dispersed, you know, like, in, and their parents have uh, divorced and remarried. So they do multiple Thanksgivings, which I think is a reality in a lot of families. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you have a Thanksgiving lunch at one house, then you have Thanksgiving dinner somewhere else. And maybe on another day, you you visit another sibling or family member and have yet another Thanksgiving. So that's kind of what their traditions have come to become. But they're also very, you know, they definitely do turkey, they do stuffing, they do a lot of the traditional mm-hmm. recipes. Um, like in Zach's family, his mom does incredible pies, so she always does the pies. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm getting to this whole story about why there is a recipe on mm-hmm. our website. Um, I said to Zach, well, you know, you, um, you're a chef, so do people just expect you to cook everything? Well, no. I think in, you know, like it is in a lot of families, you know, maybe somebody's dad does the turkey or yeah. or the oldest brother, you know, he does this amazing turkey every year, so he's going to do his turkey. Um, Zach and Sarah, it sounded like maybe once they've done the whole Thanksgiving themselves, but since they're traveling and going to different ones, I mean, they all kind of bring, you know, yeah. something to share. So... I said, Zach, well, what, tell me what, you know, a couple of your like signature recipes are. So he gave me two of his signature recipes. One of them is a chestnut stuffing that looks incredible. And it's featured in the print issue of the magazine. And he gives you the step-by-step process of, you know, actually how to do this, starting with rocket baby bread and making, (laughs) you know, breadcrumbs from that. Um, And he told me that he likes to do a well-soaked stuffing. I don't know if you are a stuffing person, a oh, bread south, stuffing person. We call it in the south, dressing. We call it dressing. Yeah. And in the south, especially in black families, we do it better than anybody else. But of course, cor- go ahead. Cornbread. Ah, cornbread. cornbread yes. yeah. yeah. That's yeah. I mean, I and like them. Drenched, and drenched in usually turkey fat. Uh huh. My 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 aunt uses cooks a hen, which I I, I like doing better than turkey because I think turkeys is blah. But a hen, it's so tasty. How big are the hens that she gets? It's a little bit. It's bigger than a regular roaster. Oh, but it's not like a turkey size. Yeah, it's like slightly bigger. But it just it's just it's juicier. Right. Just because of the, how the creature lived. How the so hen then lived. you'd use the drippings from that to make yeah, the, the dressing. The, yeah. Which means you're going to be doing that kind of last minute, right? You're going to be making that stuffing. Like you make the cornbread first, yeah, in the morning, and let that sit, and right? Then probably 
you know, you eat at five, you probably make the cornbread stuffing at three. So you're assembling it. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, later in the day. Uh, So he likes to make his his stuffing ahead Mm -hmm. so that it can soak for a long time, like Mm -hmm. overnight. Because you're using like real kind of... Yes. Because cornbread is very... And he likes it to be kind of the texture of bread pudding where you can slice it into Mm. squares. So Mm. that's that's sort of the idea of the recipe here Mm -hmm. is that it's going to be like a really nice, like thick... Mm-hmm. juicy kind of bread pudding texture with chestnuts in it, oh, which yeah. I love chestnuts. It's not a tr- tradition in my family to put that in our stuffing though, but I don't think I've ever had chestnuts. They're, they're really good. Really? Yeah. So, but that's one recipe. Now the recipe, um, you know, we didn't, we decided to kind of break them up and have another, the second recipe is like a web extra. So that's up on our web. The other mm-hmm. re- recipe is on our website right now. And it is, and I'm just going to give you kind of his like slang translation, cheesy cauliflower. It's actually an Italian um, cauliflower gratin, which is incredibly rich, cheesy. It's like a, a cauliflower dish with a bechamel sauce okay. and breadcrumbs and Parmesan Reggiano on it. All incredible, mm. delicious things. Cool. And that is the recipe on our website, which, you know, and this is definitely a thing in my family. I, I think a lot of the vegetables we have on Thanksgiving are usually in some kind of cream sauce or with it's cheese. and fat. Yes, <laughs> but it tastes so good. And I'm excited about that cauliflower dish because I, I really want to make it. But I also think it would be a great cauliflower dish to have um, during Christmas or pretty much, you know, you could do a, you could do a ham with that. Mm. It would be great. Um, I think it could be a side dish for other, yeah, for anything. So cool. Well, that sounds really interesting. If you want to check out those recipes, uh, definitely pick up the Milwaukee magazine or you want to check out the web web recipe, head over to milwaukeemagazine.com. Uh, before we go, have you seen a Netflix show? Was it salts? Not yet. No. Salt, salt, fat. Uh, acid is acid. in there too. No, wow. it's there's it's four things. So good. Is heat. it really heat. heat? Yeah, it is so. It's based on a book. Good. Yeah, it's, it is book. one of those shows that is, you know, I like Chef's Table and all those yeah. things, but the, the beauty, but the idea is it's, it's an inaccessible kind of show to like say I want to try to do that. She gives a lot of knowledge, travels around, but it's very practical information she gives you and. Great explanation on why these components are very important. So it's it's just how she presents it in the show. Definitely check it out. I thought you I thought we can talk a little bit about it, but you haven't seen it. Well, let's let's make a plan to talk about it okay. once I do see it. Um, I'm excited about it, and I actually plan I plan to buy that book. I thought you had it. No, I don't have it yet. Oh no, it's on my list. It's I think I have it in my Kindle library. Oh really? Yeah. I see, I, I don't. I, I want to. I, I want to buy and spree. On Kindle for some main reason. I would want to have the physical copy of that book, yeah. though. I don't. I couldn't. Yeah, I don't. Like, I haven't looked at it. I just wanted it because I yeah. was like too impatient, and I just want to look at it real quickly. And I haven't looked at it since. Mm. No, was, I'm like, gonna it was buy on it. Sale on Kindle. So I'm pretty like, sure I'll I'll have that one before the holidays. Okay, cool. Well, that wraps up this edition of This Bites Milwaukee's Culinary Podcast with the very talented and lovely Anne Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine. And who's me. also seated. I don't know. I can't come. I mean, if you wanted me to come up with some adjectives, I'm going to say, well, I'm seated right now. I'm I'm behind a microphone. I'm wearing my glasses. Oh, I just revealed something about myself. How about this? If a supermodel was a food critic, it would be you. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like Padma Lakshmi. Yeah, that's right. 
Can't you take a compliment? Thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like Padma, though. I think she'd be great. Maybe we can have her on our show one t- sometime. She seems very, when you look at her, she seems very high maintenance. But I've, I've seen interviews of her and I've seen like stuff and people talk about her. She sounds like a person I love to hang out with. She's, she's foul mouth. Yeah, I've, she's, I've she, she, she can noticed with that. Finger. She is she is not what you expect. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is seems like a cool person to hang out with. She takes shots. She's like she's she seems she's single. So hook me up, you know. Sure. Up. Yeah, I've got the connection for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen. She probably hang out with me anyway. Um, this bite is produced by Tyrone Miller. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org or on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the malort cold. And you know, the, the holidays are coming, Tariq. And that means... Spiced malort. Yes. Hot spice malort. That's right. With That's a little, right. little cinnamon stick. Who needs hot buttered rum when you can have hot buttered malort? Yeah. Put a little bay leaf in there. Ew. <laughs> oh, God. Why would you want to put a bay leaf in there? Because bay leaf makes everything taste good. And that's I, that a trick? Put bay leaf in it and yeah. everything works? Have you haven't you ever been that person who gets the bowl of that the soup that has the bay like they I forget had, you forget to take the bay leaf out and you're like I oh no I, went to I soup got brothers that. and I had this soup called the Mario Barrio stew one let me put it this way that soup is like heaven in my mouth it's like it's, uh-huh. it's so like it's a flavor bomb it's probably the best soup I've ever had in Milwaukee and they only do it once a month and I'm like ah uh, but they had they had a little baby what's it called Mario Barrio Mario one of the guys that works there Mario oh. like Barrio yeah yeah stew I get it Mario so okay. it's like a pork shoulder tomatoes garlic bay leaves and you got a bay leaf got a little bay leaf in there I'm not mad no I mean yeah but the soup the stew oh oh my god Ugh. it is like <laughs> how good is it Tariq I would bathe in it I gave it to my co-workers and they sat their eyes just like poop Wow. Like when I first took a bite into it, I just When exactly do they have this soup? Is it the same week every month? I don't know. I mean, their menu is never online, so it's always a surprise when I get that. I don't know what I'm going to get. And see, I find that their menu is always the same, but maybe it's just like by random luck. They have the red pepper bisque all the The time. The red pepper bisque. They've got to get rid of the red pepper bisque. They always have that one. And then sometimes they have a chicken kind of soup. They have a vegetable type of soup, and then they have a couple random new ones. Uh, using my one's potato soup, I like the ham. But this, the Mario, Mario, bear, bar, I can't even say that one. It is, it is like Siri flavor overload in a very good way in a soup. The pork shoulder is just melts in your mouth. The tomatoes are in there. I think you should figure out how to replicate it. A little at bit home. of sour cream in there, and I'm like, dude. And he says, like, we only do this like once a month, and like, because it takes a long time. Well, then make a lot of it, freeze it, unfreeze it, because you know after you unfreeze soup, you can, can you figure better. out how to make it? I have no idea. Really? I can taste the basil. I can taste the garlic. I know there's tomato. I don't know what else is in there. There's, so there's a else. broth base? It's creamy kind of oh, thick base. And they finish it off with some sour cream? With the sour cream on the top, yeah. Hmm. And the sour cream just, just takes it up to it like, uh, it is like a just, mm, oh, just Yeah. No, is. I know. Sour cream can do that. But the soup, I, I just never had a soup that flavor. It's just, I kept eating it. I think I ate it in five minutes. I had a large version of it. I was just, I didn't even eat the bread. <laughs> I forgot I had bread in the bag. It was so good. I used to take the bread and dip wow. it. Wow. I was just like, you had a moment, didn't you? 
Yeah. You had an experience. It was a balance enough with pork in there. Okay. And like, it was just, ah. Oh. Do you think people know that, like, sometimes when we do this bites, I find more and more, it's like the end of this bites, and suddenly we're like, oh, then we start talking, and it's like it's, we're on fire. But it's like you got to get to the end yeah, of the man. episode. Save the best for last. I, 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 but are people, dis- are they, do they know? They, do they know? They, they, you understand, people email me like they can't stop listening to your voice. Oh, they keep, they that like, is so untrue. I get tons of emails all yeah. day, every day about That's it. That's your excuse to get me to talk more and for you to sit, like kick back in that chair over there. Like, I'm the producer. Do, 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 do. I'm here to enhance talent. Oh, yeah, right. You know, I know when I, I I'm, a, I'm a talent finder and I know good you know talent, talent when, when I see Yes, it. I know. So, I know that. And you're just talent on steroids. I'm just oozing. Just yeah. oozing. Well, have a great weekend, Ann. You too.